When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everybody. It is Josh and Jilly, and we must tell you about our friend, Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com with the great Dr. Busby. Uh, she is so wonderful, and we love her very much, as you know. She's been so good to Luther, so good to all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luther, of course, takes the Encore Mobility Supplement every day, takes one in the morning, makes him feel real good, gets him feeling loose. Because, uh, you know, you don't want to be all tight and all that, right? If you're a dog that's just living his best life, why would you want to feel all tight and, you know, have some pains? The Encore Mobility helps. But if you don't want to get the Encore Mobility Supplement, here's something you can do. What you should do is go to toegrips.com and just check everything out. I'm sure you've got questions about your dogs, right? I mean, Who Jilly's doesn't? got a. Th- I know you do. Jilly's got thousands of questions about our dog. I was texting with Dr. Busby um, just the other day, in fact, about it, because uh, uh, Jilly had a question about things he can take together with the Encore Mobility Supplement. And Dr. Busby, right there to answer. So if I were you, I would go to toegrips.com, that is toegrips.com, check out the Dr. Busby blog, or if you'd like to purchase some Encore Mobility, which is a great joint supplement, New Zealand Deer Velvet Green Lipped Muscle Supplement that Luther takes every day, your dogs will love it. So maybe you can pick some of that up while you're just hanging out there as well, uh, or just read the blog or check it out. And here's a cool thing for you guys, important to note, that their website is not going to hammer you with ads constantly and, yeah, and run you off. Yeah, the worst. They will not be doing that to you there. They are very cool. Mr. Dr. Busby and Dr. Busby herself, they are great people, and uh, we are big fans of theirs. So check out their website, toegrips.com. If you want to buy the toe grips, want to buy the Encore Mobility, and, um, hey, you want to just uh, you know make a purchase, use the promo code LUTHER, and it will save you 10%. 10% off. Uh, if you uh, use the promo code Luther, that is L-U-T-H-E-R. The promo code is Luther at toegrips.com, and you will save 10%. Check out everything at toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. Let's rock. This is the Josh Innes Show. Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome in. It's Josh and Jilly, and, of course, the legendary Luther Van Dam. who, if you're watching on Twitch, you see... Laying right there on his couch. Uh, it, it, it was a nice day for the most part here in Nashville today, but... Uh, well, it's the last day that's under 95 for, like, the next two weeks. So it's going to be really fucking nasty for the pity next party, two weeks. because I believe Houston was, like, 110 today with the heat index. It's even going to get to the 90s in Detroit, where I was the last couple days. And when I woke up on Saturday, I, by the way, I had a wonderful time in Detroit. I got in Thursday... The program director took me uh, out to, to have some beers and some dinner with some of the people from the station. It was great. Loved it. Uh, and the weather was kind of overcast. It was cool and breezy, and it was great. Boy, overcast is the best day. It is. And then we end up, uh, then the next day I have to get up. I go to the radio station and do some stuff. Have an awesome lunch with their salespeople, which I, I felt very welcomed. It was a great rapport I had with everybody. We're shooting the shit. We're having a good time. Everything. 
Then go to the ball game Friday night. Well, actually, we had an appearance after that at a brewery. A bunch of the salespeople showed up. A bunch of listeners showed up. Dude, the, there were people in Detroit, and I've been on for two months there. People showing up. Hey, where's Battle? Where's Jilly? Like, Jilly's not even on in Detroit. But they're like, where's Jilly? Where's Luther? I'm like, I'm having to kind of lie. Like, they're at home here in Detroit. Uh, but um, it was awesome. And then uh, I, you know, we go to the ball game Friday. We get there. Me and my boss go to the, the Tigers game where I drink the beer out of the giant bat, which was wonderful. I mean, I was pretty much drunk the whole time I was in Detroit. And uh, we go to the game, and it just starts pouring on us when we get into the stadium. But neither one of us want to do that thing where one of us says, maybe we should get up because they were still playing. They were playing through the rain. So we're both sitting there, and I'm like, so which one of us wants to make this move, huh? Which one wants to do it? And then eventually they they bring the game into a delay, and we're like, all right, you want to get up? So they had a cool uh, bar area in this ballpark in Detroit. We drink some more beers. We watched most of the game. It was like a 10 nothing game, so we left in like the 8th. You got to see a Springer dinger. Did. Well, the second we sat down, there were three consecutive home runs from Toronto. And then he takes me back to the hotel. Nice seeing you. We, I get up the next morning at like seven, catch an Uber, which by the way, Ubers were like 50 bucks, two of them from the airport to my hotel. I get in, go to the airport at like, then my flight takes off at eight something Detroit time. So seven fifty here by like nine o'clock here. I'm back in Nashville having to go do a remote at a gun place. I felt almost important. I yeah. felt almost, I was like jet setting. Like, sorry guys, I got to run. I'm very important and I'm very busy right now. And I got things to do. But it was a great time in Detroit. They're awesome. I like. I felt welcomed, which I very rarely feel in places. But the people at the radio station were awesome. It was great. Had a lot of fun. Drank a lot of beer. Met some really nice people. It was a fun time. And now here we are on this Sunday doing a pod for you guys. And we're glad you're with us. Well, I drank the remainder of our Boda Box while you were gone. So I hope it was great. Yep. I drank Boda Box and watched a lot of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, well, that's good. And now, dealt with Luther, who was not okay with you not being here. I know. He's a nut bar, Did not though. sleep in the bed with me, barked the whole first night. He is a, a psycho. So you look at him here, and you're like, there's no way that guy buried in all those Cardinals blankets is a psycho. He is. He is a nutty bar. So uh, I got a question here from Roddy Richards. Had you gotten the 97.5 job, do you think you would have been casted in Hustle instead of Anthony Gargano? No. Uh, let me start there with, with that movie really not good. Now we watched it last night in its entirety. And it was not good. No. Like, I, now here, here's the reality, right? Two I think, hours and not much happened. No, I, here's what I think. I think Philly people liked it because it was about Philly. And I think Philly people are easy in that way. Like, hey, it's a movie. Like, they probably think the garbage-picking, field-goal-kicking Philadelphia phenomenon's a good movie because it is. But they probably like it because it's in Philadelphia or Rocky because it's in Philadelphia or 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 Invincible because it's about Philly. And I get that, right? I would understand that. It's about your city and your team, so it just makes it easier to like. What was cool, the only part that's cool for us was because the training scenes or like he's running up the hill and the stairs was literally around the corner from where we used to live. So that was cool. Like, and I understand how it's cool to like yeah. see places from your city in a movie. But the movie itself sucked. It was slow. It was basically the same plot as a whole line of movies that were about scouts for pro teams going to other places and, and trying to find talented players. There's a movie called Talent for the Game with Edward James Olmos. Basically the same concept. The Scout with Brendan Fraser and uh, Albert Brooks. Same fucking thing. 
that one movie where John Hamm gets the Indian kid to come pitch. Same fucking thing. It's just, oh, the guy is a scout and everybody doubts the player he's bringing back, but then the player is fucking great. Like, it was a generic movie. It just happened to take place in Philadelphia and it was lazy because it just had a bunch of famous people in it, like athletes. Like, one of the reviews I read for the movie, like in the movie, I didn't even read this. It was in the trailer. And in the trailer for the movie, like usually it says like a, a nonstop thrill ride or whatever. One of the three quotes from a critic they put in the trailer for this was, it's a who's who of NBA stars. <laughs> well, that doesn't make a fucking movie good. So is Uncle Drew. <laughs> this, yeah. So is it. So like, I'm just fascinated. And then someone comes at me on, um, on, uh, on Facebook. They're like, you're just a Philly hater. I don't think hating this piece of shit movie has anything to do with Philadelphia. Stop taking so much pride in this shitty no, movie. It's not about, about you. It. The only part we liked about it was seeing the places in Philly that we live. Correct. And if I hated movies because they were based in Philly, I wouldn't obsess over Rocky, which I've loved since I was a kid or invincible, which I love. But like, this movie fucking sucked. Yeah, it was, it was dull, boring it was and long. long. And we're supposed like it was like science fiction. Like who believes that Queen Latifah isn't a lesbian? Nobody buys that. And if she wasn't a lesbian, would she really fuck Adam Sandler? Probably not. There's so much about it that's unrealistic. That people think that Bobon was worth visiting and wherever the fuck the movie started. It's sci-fi. It's all it is. It is complete sci-fi. And I just didn't think it was a good movie. I thought it was boring and slow. Like, that movie did not need to be two hours long. The guy was hot, though. Good for him. I, that's great. I was kind of dozing in and out of that because I was... Uh, I really made a mistake and took one of the gummies in there. Also, also the other unrealistic part. Why was Anthony Gargano like on some sort of like R&B station? Yeah. Oh, that's good point, Jilly. So the first time Gargano is in there, you hear like some urban song playing, like, you know, like a slow jam. And then Gargano breaks in with breaking news. Hey, this is Anthony Gargano. And then like they announced that the owner of the team just died. I'm like, what fucking radio station that's playing R&B music has the cuz on it? And he's in there multiple times. It's funny. He's got like 10 jobs, right? Yeah, that he's like a TV. He's a TV, a TV guy. Thing. He's a radio guy. And then he's on the street like asking like questions. Like, and this like, isn't even a knock on him. Like whatever. I wouldn't say no to being in the movie either. But like there's so much about it that was just stupid. And I think what's happening is, is you get all these Philly people and they see that it's a movie that, take place, that takes place in Philly. And they're like, you know what? It's fucking great because well, it takes and, place in Philly. It was a piece never, of shit. Was the morals like never quit, man? You know never what the problem I have up, with this man. is like basically if you put Adam Sandler in a drama, these critics just jizz over it. Like what was that one he was well, in? That, that gems was pretty good. It was, but all you gotta do is put Adam Sandler in a drama, and they're like, boy, that's good shit. That is as like uh, what was the one that the punch drunk love? Oh yeah, or Spanglish. You just put him in some movie that's sort of a drama, and they're like, Adam Sandler knocks it out of the park with this shit but the thing is like do you think if like mcdougall realized that lebron like his company produced that movie that they would hate it that, would, that should be a topic on the cuss show would you see a movie that was about philly if lebron produced it Bob? would you because I, I mean they won't eat chips that have anthony davis on the fucking bag well, anthony why would they go won't. see a movie that's got you know uh that's produced by lebron oh, but like like, again, this has nothing to do with Philly. Like, I don't hate movies because they take place no, in Philly. No, we actually watched it because it was in Philly. That's yeah, we wanted to see all the places. It, yeah. And you mentioned that the hill that he's running up in that movie, he's running up that hill. That's our hill. That's, that shot we took place up that hill. less than half a mile from our house. No, it was around the it was corner. A, it was a one-minute drive from that place to our old house on Fleming Street. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. 
But like the idea that this movie was good, it wasn't. And I'm, I'm so sick of fucking movie critics. Like I just think movie critics see what, like they're afraid to write negative reviews about movies unless it's like an anti-Trump movie or like some Kid Rock did. Then they'll write a negative review. Otherwise, every movie's like a nine out of 10. Like that like, like that, that one year that I was so excited. Well, well, Lady Ghostbusters gets blown and it's a piece of shit. The Lady Superbad gets blown. It was a piece oh, of shit. The John Cena Superbad was blown and it was a piece of shit. Maybe I've lost my mind. Maybe I have no idea what's good anymore, but none of this shit is good. The Adam Sandler movie sucked, and it had nothing to do with the fact that it takes place in Philly or I'm anti-Philly or whatever. It fucking sucked. And I'm just baffled by people. Oh, boy. Ah, The mountains have been blue all afternoon, baby. I got a whole cooler of them, and I'm ready to go tonight. Trevor says, Josh, I'm with you. Thank you. It's like when Robin Williams has a beard. You know he's going to give a stern performance. Good point, Joe. Anytime Robin Williams has a beard and he's in a serious movie, you're like, oh, look, it's what? Jacob the Liar. Boy, what a movie. Oh, shit. Like, I, like, I didn't go into it thinking like it was going to be awful or no, wanting be, to hate I it. I thought it'd be fine. It was just really not good. Um, but it just, it was like, but the thing is, it wasn't even like watchable, not good. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you knew movies are not good, but they're funny, and you're like, yeah, you can tell that this movie kind of sucked, but at least you laughed a little bit. Or at least you can make fun of it a little bit. This was so predictable and so slow. But it was it was boring. Uh, yeah, and it was slow very boring. and tiresome. And you're watching it, and you're like, what is happening in this fucking movie? Like, why is this movie happening? And you know it's a bad movie when, like, at the end they're, like, starring, and then it's, like, all the NBA players who were in it for, like, like, Luca said one line on a face. Honestly, I don't even rem- uh, I don't even remember Luca being in it. Yeah, and it's, like, it was when they were, like, when the guy was going viral. Oh. Like, honestly, I dozed in parts, and obviously. And it's, like, starring Luca Doncic. Is himself. Like, he was in it for .3 seconds like, on a video call. Like, I, that's how you know it's a sad movie when, like, you have to claim that all these players were in it when literally most of them were in it for, like, 0.5 seconds. I watched, uh, there were parts where I fell asleep, admittedly, because the Delta 8 gummies mixed with the alcohol, mixed with the fact that I was tired, I just kind of, like, would doze off. So there were parts I may have missed, but I don't feel like I missed anything important enough that would have changed it from a mediocre movie to a great movie or to a decent movie. It just sucked. <sighs> boy so yeah i took like basically one delta eight gummy last night the problem i have with the delta eight gummies is that like they make me feel tired the whole next day so like i like i couldn't do one of those tonight like i bet you there are people in here that are like josh what if you took like two delta eight gummies so we could see like what it's like when you're on these things i can't do that because i have to get up at four in the morning to go to work tomorrow so that would be kind of troublesome if I did that. Like but I would be a alcohol, zombie. That's fine. The al- dude, alcohol, I can live through that shit. Yep, you'll pop. If right I up. if I take these Delta Eight gummies, if I do that, I am going to be like tired as shit. Like I feel like like today we woke up at like ten and I felt like a zombie. Uh, we woke it's up like at, when you drink too much Nyquil. That's not true. We woke up at eight. Well, we woke up at eight, but we laid in bed for two hours. Yeah. Because I I couldn't get up. I couldn't function. Like. I take it, and it's like drinking too much NyQuil, basically, that same feeling you get. Trevor's the same way with the Delta 8 gummies. There was one moment two weeks ago that I felt sort of high and kind of into it, and it was like I I finished off two gummies, not at the same time, but I finished off, you know, two of them, and then for a brief moment in time, I felt like I was flying. Very loopy, yep. But, like, last night I took one, like a whole one, not even by the halves. I took a whole one, and I felt nothing. But then eventually I just felt kind of tired. Now, in Detroit, apparently you can get the real gummies there. 
I did not because the hotel I was staying in wasn't near anything. We were out in the middle of fucking nowhere where the radio station was. But um, Detroit was a fun time. I enjoyed it. Ballpark seems nice. We do have your giant plastic bat you brought home. I did. So, I, like, I didn't realize that more ballparks didn't have giant plastic bats I've never seen that. I thought it was beer. awesome. Like, everybody commented, hey, Phillies, why don't you get these? Hey, uh, hey Astros, why well, don't you, you get me, these? You sent me that picture, and I was like, is that beer in that? Like, what yeah. is this? I didn't yeah. know what it was. It was. Steve from the 713 with 25. That starts us off. That oh, means- God. Are we doing shots tonight? Well, we have options, okay? We have one of the options. Well, I'm fine with doing shots, right? So we're 75 away. Let me get my tally going. If MW Soulgrove is in here, he can also do math like last Sunday. He liked that. Yeah. Um, but we have obviously shots to do for every 100. Yeah. I also bought some fantastic spicy pickles. And if you remember during the Rona oh. show, you hate pickles. Like, oh, I believe I'm it was not like eating a, pickles. I think it was every time that you brought up Philly, you had to eat a pickle. I think it was 790. Or 790. Yeah. So we can either play that game. Or if someone reaches 100, they can choose if we should do shots or you should eat a pickle. We also have dog treats again. Oh, come, I'm not eating dog treats. But these are like human ingredients. It's chicken jerky. Like, like, what are you doing? Why are you offering me to eat fucking dog treats? <laughs> chicken jerky or a chicken chip. The chicken chip is tenderloin, chicken tenderloin. The chicken jerky is literally like chicken and some sort of vegetable. Why would I? Do, you, do I have to eat the entire? This is bullshit. A bite of one. This is bullshit. So those are a lot of options of all the things we can But shouldn't they be different? Shouldn't it be more than like eating a dog treat? Shouldn't that be more donos than a fucking shot? Well, I don't know because, I mean, if we say 200, then someone might just say do two shots. This is bullshit, Jilly. Bullshit. So I'm just saying whoever gets to 100 can choose. And I just got a text from a friend who's watching. It says, well, why don't you just, uh, why don't you add some to do some Delta 8? I told you I'm not doing any fucking Delta 8 gummies tonight. If I do those, I will not wake up in the morning. I will be a zombie. And I have a radio show in two big cities to do tomorrow morning. That would like, Now, for the Delta 8, that would have to be an extreme number there. Like, it can't just be $100. But also, like, see, I don't think you guys want him to do Delta 8 because then he's going to fall asleep and then we're not going to be on here very long. Delta eight really does that to you, asked Trey. It just makes me t- like it makes me kind of tired. But I stayed up for a while last night. But like the Delta eight, like it, like the way I felt the next morning made me feel. It just it was like Nyquil, as I told you. Like I don't really get high from it or anything. I just feel like I drank a lot of fucking Nyquil. And the pickles, frijoles, are pickled chips, so they're like the little circles. But they're sweet and spicy, and they're really good. And I love pickles. And Josh hates pickles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the option for tonight. Shots. Pickle chips. How much do I have to pickles? eat of the pickle? A whole pickle. It's a little. It's a little circle. I hate pickles. So why do I? Why, Jilly? Why? Like it was so much simpler when it was just, hey, we'll do a shot. Because you said that like when PK and DK do live shows, they do wacky shit. Yeah. So I found wacky shit in the form of like human edible dog treats and spicy pickles, and shots. <sighs> Trevor keeps asking me for bar wrecks in Chicago. Honest to God, I don't go out in Chicago. Whenever we go to Chicago, we stay at Bobo's house, and that is where we stay. That is it. I can't tell you the last bar that I went to in Chicago. I don't Ugh. even know what's open. All I can tell you is for pizza, go to the South Side and go to Vito and Nick's and, and get it. a picture of Old Style. <laughs> that would be my recommendation. Like, Trey says, any bar wrecks in Dallas? No. We no. The only bars we've gone to in Dallas is like Hooters. Oh, and shit. that place right by the arena. Yep, that's about it. That was like a Mexican place, right? Or something next to the arena? Yeah. No, it was something. Shit. Yeah, Trevor, I would just go to Vito and Nick's. um, Yeah. Get some thin crust pizza and a pitcher of old style. 
pickles bitch just donated a hundred dollars. Oh well, I guess that means the pickle. We've already that means also that the twenty five carries over, so we're still just seventy five away from the next challenge. Oh shit! Let me go get the pickles. This is bullshit. I didn't ask for this. I planned on coming on here tonight, telling you all the shit I've learned from John Taffer's first book, Don't Bullshit Yourself, Crush the Excuses That Are Holding You Back. I've read half of it because my flights were very short, but I've read a lot of very good stuff that I think I can tell you guys about, and I can spread my wisdom, but now you guys got me doing fucking pickles here. It's, I mean, we've been at this for 15 minutes. You've already got me eating pickles. Oh, what is, what is this shit? Deliciousness. Oh, come on. What the fuck is Wickles Pickles? <laughs> They're really good. I don't want to eat this shit. Well, we have Pickles, bitch, tipping oh, $100. So me. you will be eating a pickle. This is bullshit. This is absolutely bullshit. And I will remind the chat that every 100, you get to choose dog treat or a shot or now that he's already eaten the pickles, that's off the table. This is absolute horse shit. Make sure you get a big one, too. Oh, Christ. And there's, like, peppers and shit in They're here? They're spicy. They're good. Oh, this is a bullshit start to this night. This is an absolute bullshit Harold start. says he's pickles, bitch. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Harold. Harold. Oh, man. Like, I hate pickles so much. They're gross. Oh. Smell them. Get a big whiff of that. Oh. <laughs> yep get a big one this is fucking gross oh it's dripping on my pants oh shit and i have to eat the whole thing yeah this is absolute bullshit and you know this is bullshit i didn't sign up for this i thought it was typical we do a hundred bucks for a shot now you're offering me to eat fucking dog treats and fucking pickles <laughs> what is this shit i didn't sign up for this you crazy bitch i go out of town for like two days and you become a monster to be fair i mean if we do the dog treats like i would sample them too to be fair but i don't like pickles are delicious to me so that's not anything i guess i'll i bought the pickles because i thought they were great Ugh. Do a shot of the pickle. Fuck oh. you. Fuck you. That's another hundred dollars. No, no, that's not just a hundred bucks. It's not just a hundred bucks. To drink out of this nasty ass jar? Well, no, we'd pour it in a shot glass. Oh, come on now. Um. Okay, so, okay, so <laughs> Trevor says that's 300 bucks to do a shot <laughs> to drink out of the jar. Yes, that is 300 bucks to do a shot out of the jar. Ain't nobody going to do that, and that's fine. But with what me. if we get 100, then 100, and then 100, and then like, we do two shots, and then someone else's? Uh, whatever. They ain't going to get to so that, that point. That's too convoluted. All right, I'll eat this. This is so fucking bad. I, oh, it's dripping on me. Well, God, it's going to make my underpants, because I'm sitting in my underpants. It's going to make me smell like goddamn pickles. Shut up and eat it. And you're like my dad. My dad used to like force me to eat. She's like, Josh, you're going to love it. Like, dad, you know, I don't like pickles. So why would I eat this? Like, do you think my opinion of pickles is going to change because of your one fucking pickle? Okay. This is fucking terrible. And again, this isn't just a pickle. This is a, a wickle, a spicy, this and is sweet bullshit. Pickle. Fuck all of you. I genuinely don't want to do this. Well, eat it already. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> oh 
What is that noise? It's so gross. It's so good. I don't want it. Eat it. You have to swallow it. Oh, fuck. Oh, so bad. I can't swallow it. Oh, the juice is so bad. Mm. I don't want to swallow it. <laughs> You're, the more you hold it in your mouth, the worse it is. Ugh, I finished it, you assholes. Fuck all of you. Oh, that's... Oh, God, it's so gross. Who likes this shit? Me. Oh, you're a monster. It's a sweet and spicy pickle. Oh, I don't it's want so any good. more of that shit. So good. Oh, it's so gross. So we've already done the pickle, so that still leaves the dog treats. And what the, are you uh, doing? What? No one. I didn't sign up for this. Like, what is this? Oh, well, now we have dog treats. What kind of fucking asshole am I? I said I would do it, too. I don't want to, but I would. And, of course, there's always the option for a shot. Oh, that's so gross. We have tequila. We have vodka. Oh, shit. Now my hands are all sticky and shit. Oh, God, that's gross. Also, Ugh. pickles hydrate you, so they're good. Oh, that's so nasty. Oh. I guess, I guess hating pickles is anti-Philly because you know the pickle juice game, right? This guy hates Philly. He doesn't like pickle juice. What a fucking asshole. He doesn't like the Adam Sandler movie. And he doesn't like fucking pickles. What an asshole. Oh, God, that is so gross. Whew. Whew. So I see I like pickles, bitch. The tip is no Delta 8. <laughs> like, I don't, I've never taken two of those at the same time. And again, I know that it's not fucking pot. I get that. But it, there was one brief moment in time that I was sort of high off of that. But you also didn't drink anything that day. That's true. So maybe the alcohol kind of, you know, balances it out. I don't know. Oh, that's nasty. So anyway. Don't bullshit yourself. Crush the excuses that are holding you back by John Taffer. I didn't get a chance to read Walking with Petey because I haven't even finished this. The flight was considerably shorter um, than uh, than I thought it was like an hour each way. So I read about 100 or plus pages of this 200-page book. But let me tell you something, man. And this is like I really feel like I've had a breakthrough thanks to John Taffer. I need to get him on the pod. Be like, hey, John, I read your book. Let's talk. He tweeted you back. He did because you know what? I've learned to embrace solutions and not excuses from reading this book. But there's something in here that was really like big to me. And like it was basically like six different things, like six ways to, you know, that people, you know, blame, like for instance, like to basically people blame fear for why they're not successful or knowledge for why they're not successful or time for why they're not successful or circumstances. That's as far as I've gotten. I'm in the middle of circumstances. There's still ego and scarcity, but circumstances really stood out to me because I do make a lot of excuses for circumstances. And this is big. So one of the things is, and this was, and I found this very interesting in the Taffer book. Okay. It was... That, like, basically, I feel like I blame my circumstances a lot, and I think a lot of people do. But, like, let's look at 790. One of the key things that old John Taffer said in this book was that, that 
it's easy to blame your circumstances, but like, let's look at people. Let's say you work in a toxic work environment, which without a question, 790 was, right? Yep. 790 was a toxic work environment, but I made it worse because I couldn't just let it be that it was toxic. Like, it's very possible for shit to be toxic. I don't have to be toxic. No, you can't. I didn't have to do all it. the shit I did. You, and I, you probably added to the toxicity. I did. Well, I added to the toxicity because I had to fight these people. They were toxic. And I had to keep fighting the fact that they were toxic instead of just saying, fuck these people. Like, big picture, Adam Clanton's a nobody. This is as high as he's going to go in the world. Michael Connor, this is as high as he's going to go in the world. At least back then, I had golden opportunity to be the fucking guy. Multiple times I've had that opportunity, but instead, just like in Philly with the cousin, all these assholes, I let the circumstances play it out, and I played into the circumstances instead of just saying, fuck it, I'm bigger than these people. I'm going to be bigger than these people. I didn't do that. And what annoys me is people like uh, Michael Berry would tell me that. he would. I used to bring me into a studio sometimes, and he, me, him, and Jim would shoot the shit. And he'd be like, Josh, ultimately, none of these other people are doing anything. They're just who they are. Like, this is the end game for them. This is, hey, I'm making 50 grand a year to do a radio show in Houston. This is who they are. They will never be bigger than this. You have potential to be bigger than them because you are better than them, but you cannot get in the mud with them. But for whatever reason, I get this fucking rush. I get this rush. From jumping into this and fighting with these people, because for like whether I have to prove them wrong or whatever, I have to get in the fucking mud with them. And then it costs me. Guys like Adam Clanton are still gonna be, you know, $50,000 a year losers. But me, I had potential, because I'm better than him. I'm better than Michael Connor, better than anybody in Houston, in my opinion. Or in Philly, I'm pretty fucking good at this shit. But I fucked myself because I couldn't just sit there and leave it alone when these people were toxic. And that's the problem. I sat there and said, well, this is a toxic situation. And I made it worse by fighting with them instead of saying, fuck them. And that cost me multiple opportunities. Thank you, John Taffer. Thank you. We've also reached $100. Shit. Boy. <sighs> boy. Okay, so are we so we're doing shots now? That's what uh I believe Harold says. <sighs> Shit. Gonna be a My good God. day tomorrow. Oh God. And what's I, gonna happen, as usual, is that you will wake up just fine and dandy, and I will be the one that is struggling at the only time. way that I will not wake up and be just raring to go is if we do those gummies. And I get Trey's point. He goes, I'm talking like Delta 8 like it's LSD. Dude, I'm not telling you that it's impacting me, but it makes me tired. Like, I feel like, like I feel groggy after I eat some of these gummies. At, like, so I wake up tired. That is the only way that I, and hopefully nobody puts in fucking money for that. That is the only way that I think I'll wake up at 420 in the morning and be like, I can't get out of bed. Otherwise, booze, I can wake up just fine. Let's go. I mean, it happened to me multiple times when I was in Detroit the other day. I don't know. It depends how many shots we end up doing tonight. Oh, shit. Well, Which what I guess I have shot? to go get one. What do you want? I guess it doesn't really matter. Just go uh, tequila. I don't know. Oh, put please put the pickle now that my oh, it's all pickle juice all over the table. My God, nice haircut, Josh. Thanks, sex preem Sam. Thanks. I find myself to be quite handsome. Going back to the gym tomorrow, by the way. Get my fat ass over to the gym, ready to face the fucking world, baby. Got to get back at it. But I'd say this John Taffer book has made me feel nice. I think you would all agree with that. That like, And you guys weren't on the inside, but I've told you enough stories that you know 
that like I fucked myself. Like it. Oh, I guess we'll do this. Jilly loves this coconut tequila from 1800. It wasn't from the year 1800. That'd be something. Yeah, we got. We went back in time and got us a good old 1800. Josh, what's your workout playlist? I don't have one because I just I'm at the mercy of what they play at the boxing gym, which I'm fine with. But if I did, me and Jim used to hit the elliptical and stuff. Our old building in Houston had a a gym, so he and I would work out before the show. He'd get on the exercise like stationary bike and watch episodes of like whatever show he was watching. And I had a mix that had like longer songs on it. So I would go with, um, I would have like Can't Stop Loving You from uh, Van Hagar. I would have, honestly, I had the, uh, what's that fucking song? The Billy Joel song. Like I liked long songs. Oh, the scenes from an Italian restaurant because it was like seven minutes. I would just put a lot of long songs on there. So I knew that once I got through three or four songs, my 35 minutes on the elliptical was almost over. All right. There's our first shot of the night. First Maybe our last. Night. Hopefully our mm-hmm. last. I don't fucking know. I've already eaten pickles and everything. Mm-mm. Oh, shit. I don't like that nearly as much as you do. And I, love I love it. coconut, but my God. And I don't really like coconut. Isn't that funny? You will lose more weight if you played Boosie while working out. Boosie, man. Ooh, it burns. It, it burns very much so. Also, I'm drinking, I haven't talked about this, these Lover Boys, mm-hmm. which are kind of my favorite things now. Like, oh, this is probably the one alcohol that I can chug. You've been handling it pretty good. Yeah. They're 4.2 sparkling hard tea. And this is the lemon one kissed with ginger. There's like hibiscus one too, I think, kissed with lime. Yep. And then the other one I like is the white peach something. Yeah. I don't know. They're all really good. There's an orange one too, but I've been scared off of like orange alcohol yep. because of that one time. Now, how long ago was that? Like five years? Yeah. When I got that big Bud Light orange at the Astros you game. Did. It was horrible. Worst heartburn I've ever had in my life. Yep. Now and ever since then, anything orange flavor, like even Blue Moon, I don't. I, I'm kind yeah. of like whatever on. Yeah. And even Orange Deep Eddy, which I used to love, like everything orange now is kind of fucked. So apparently Trey's birthday is coming up. Says you're gonna call me for my birthday. Trey's birthday's you, tomorrow. Your birthday's tomorrow, Trey. In a few hours. Well, shit. Maybe we're gonna have to call you. I, I haven't set up all of our our FaceTime and stuff. Maybe I think we will. We're going to have to call. Do you think my mom's awake? I kind of want to get a review of uh, the wrestling match she oh, went to. It's early enough. She probably is. Let me see if she'll answer. She was just sending me pictures of Paul Heyman earlier. <laughs> is she turned on by Paul? No, Heyman? but she thinks he's really good. And I think, well, he is yeah. good. All right, so guys, should I try to call my mom and get a review of the um, of the wrestling match? Oh, Trevor's birthday was last Monday. He just turned thirty. Well, congratulations, Rock Forever twenty one, but just turned thirty. Should we call my mom and get a review of the uh, wrestling matches she in had Baton great Rouge? Great seats, dude. By the she way. like my sister sent me a picture, and uh, they were right there, man. They were like right by the entrance. Like she yeah. said, she had a blast. I wish she could have got to meet him, but... I know. Maybe not. Maybe if she would come to town for the uh, SummerSlam. We need to. But I don't know. Like, Battle Talk's a big fucking game. Like, I can get us tickets to SummerSlam. I'm still questioning that. I think he can. I I don't know. I'm I'm calling him on that because we rented a fucking hotel in downtown Nashville for SummerSlam. And he's like, yep, I'm going to get us some tickets. I question that. Just like I question his shooting ability because I beat him in that shooting contest yesterday because I'm a fucking savage. Ratchet, moody nasty okay let's see here so people are saying call mom let me i'll give her a shot let me find mom in here okay let me see if she'll answer all right we're calling throwing those donuts for more shots 
to get Josh hungover on a Monday and probably me. Oh, that's really loud. I got to hear it, though. Put your headphones on like a normal human. Mom might be asleep. It's 6.30. She she sleeps early. She's I don't know. She's not 85. Your call has been oh, forwarded see? to... No, see? what it is, see? she probably knows that you're on Twitch because she watches. I don't know that she's watching. She watches. I don't know. She listens to every podcast. I don't know. She knows everything that we do. I don't know. But I was surprised to find out all the shit my mom did know because she doesn't have a Facebook, yet like she would know shit solely based on what was on Facebook. But then it occurred to me that Don, her husband, is on Facebook and he probably sees everything. Well, so like mom will sister. send messages to you and she's like, is Josh going to get fired? He said he was going to get fired on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like, no, it's just for show, Tammy. It's just for show. I was like, what's Josh doing in Detroit? Why is he in Detroit? Did she? Yeah. I believe it. Because I'm on the radio in Detroit. Now, they seem to like me there. But I'll tell you guys this. This is a little secret of the way the radio world works now. They don't like me to go on the radio in Detroit and let people know that I'm in Nashville, right? Well, no shit. Well, no, I get that. But like, some, <laughs> my, no, but my point is that some people are just syndicated and you know that they're not in that city. Like, people know the Breakfast Club is not in Toledo. It's in New York. They know that. But the way I'm doing this show is it's a unique show for Detroit. So they're like, hey, don't mention Nashville shit or whatever. Make it sound right. like you're in Detroit. Because which, it's not, as we discussed on here, it's not syndicated. Like everyone was all excited. Like, oh, oh, wow. Congrats on your syndication. It's not syndication. It is a unique custom show for Detroit. For Detroit. But it's it's still, do, it's actually doing well. We've climbed from like 13th to like 7th. But anyway, because I'm awesome. But that's fine. So... They don't want me to mention Nashville, whatever. That's fine. So when people came up to meet me at this bar event last night or two nights ago, Friday, they were like, so how long you been in Michigan? And I'm like, yeah, about two months. Yeah, I've been there about two months. Oh, that's awesome. Where do you live? Michigan. Detroit. <laughs> I live in Detroit. <laughs> well, you know what it reminds me of? So when I came to town to interview for the Philly job with Andy, he brought me up to the radio station to see everything, which was, you know, cool, whatever. This was in November of 2013 or October of 2013. And he brought me up to see the station on like a Saturday night when nobody was there. There was one or two people there, whoever was running the board and Trev. Trev was there. And he goes, listen. You're my friend who's in town from Washington. If anybody asks you, you live in Washington. I go, well, Andy, I don't know a lot about Washington. So what if they ask me like a specific question about Washington? And he says, just say you live near the Capitol. Like, (laughs) okay. okay. So Trev comes out. First thing. Hey, this is my friend, Josh. He's in town from Washington. Oh, really? Where in Washington do you live? Near the Capitol. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it was kind of like that in Detroit. It's kind of like I just make up a place that I live, you know, like, hey, where do you live? I live in Royal Oak. They're oh, like, that's oh, very really? nice. They're like, oh, wow, that's a very nice area. Yeah. Grew and Lady Grew lived in Royal Oak, I believe. We yeah, yep. liked it. We live in Royal Oak. So, you know, we have a good time at Royal Oak. It's a fine time. Do you think that the Arkansas Razorbacks have the greatest hashtag ever right now? It's hashtag Omahogs. That is a great hashtag. Yeah. I would agree with you. That is a fine hashtag. Not so much for Tennessee. Spank and Slap, it says, have you seen all these nasty-ass pride parade videos of drag tranny people saying they have general they have general and lube to children? Really weird. Yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, if, like, I just had a parade, like, let's say it was a let's celebrate Josh Ennis parade, and I walked around with my cock flopping out, 
you wouldn't see much, first of all. It'd be mostly balls. But you'd be like, that's not acceptable. Why is it okay for Josh Ennis and all of his friends to flop their cocks around all day? You'd be like, well, that ain't right. But, like, people are so afraid of offending these groups that they're like, oh, it's totally cool. Like, what does walking around with your cock flopping out have to do with being gay? Like, everybody says, we want to be like everybody else. Like, we want to be treated like everybody else, which I totally get. Cool, whatever, which you are, by the way. I don't think anybody treats gay people any different, I mean, for the most part. a few people. Yeah, but for the most part, nobody gives a fuck that you're gay. Like, you make a big deal out of being gay and then ask, well, why the fuck do we get treated differently? Because, like, nobody gives a fuck that you're gay. As we've talked about before, gay dudes love me, and I love them back. Would I blow them? No. Would I let them blow me? Maybe. But the point being in all of this is I love gay dudes. Some of my biggest fans are gay dudes. People I love are gay dudes. Well, see, Trey brings up a good point. I don't even think the gays like those people, but I don't know. And I was having this conversation with a friend today, too, that was like, do you think, like, legit gay people are just like, why are all these straight folks wearing rainbows and got their tits out and their dicks out? Like, I think that's fair. Are you just doing it for attention? But in the same way, though, you, you get these people, and I, and I know what he's referring to because I guess that me and Spank and Slap and both follow libs of TikTok. And, uh, like, you see, like, this one dude had, like, fake tits, and he's, like, twerking on a cop, and his cock's flopping out. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, that's, like, like here's the fun fact about being gay. I don't know. I'm not gay. That sounded weird. Let me tell you the facts of being gay because I know them. But I have enough gay friends to know this. None of those gay friends of mine have I ever seen them in a parade with their cock flopping out. Not one. Whether it's gay Johnny, whether it's gay Mike, whether it's our other gay friend, or um, I've got enough of them. I got a lot of gay friends. And I've never seen them in a situation where they're wearing like thongs and fucking dominatrix shit in a parade with their cocks flopping out. I mean, at least the people I know, it's mostly the straight folks that are showing their... uh Yes, but like this person had like, this is a dude with fake tits. So he obviously was not a straight person. He was a fucking loony person. This That's the big video. Well, that's the big video that's been going around. And he was probably straight. He may have been. I mean, these like, that's the thing though, is like, in most cases you get like weird people that make the other group look bad. But like, if I were in a situation, like we, like say we had a victory parade, like a team won. And like, like, let's say the Phillies won the world series. Right? And they've won 10 of 11, so they may. Let's say they win the World Series and Bryce Harper just decides to just fling his cock around, like make a dick helicopter. <laughs> be awesome. You'd be like, that's probably not acceptable. That's probably indecent. Like, think about this. Lenny Bruce and these old comedians would get arrested for saying fuck on stage at a, at a concert. NWA would get arrested for singing fuck the police at a concert, right? Then you know what would happen? Is your mom calling? And now dudes flop their dicks around. Oh, mom's calling. All right, now let's talk to my mom. All right, Speaking let's see. of dicks, hey, Drew McIntyre. He was Hey, mom. His. Oh, hold on, mom. Let me. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm on, uh, we're on the podcast now. Oh, here we go. Oh. Oh, yeah, we're on our podcast. We wanted to talk to you about the wrestling match on the podcast. Oh, oh it was good. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so Emily didn't send me enough pictures. I wanted to see videos of you going crazy. Uh, and then right we out of the sh- video that <laughs> <laughs> so right out of the shoot you got to see Drew McIntyre though I knew it would be him who else <laughs> first and, one and I'm yeah. guessing you enjoyed that very much oh I did and I really wanted I really wanted to move the people we, we were just three seats away from where you would be able to touch him but I, I felt bad because they were little kids and <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do that <laughs> mom would be like the equivalent of the guy that steals the foul ball from a kid <laughs> 
<laughs> She'd like come over and be like, but that's Drew. Hold on. Move away, kids. She's Drew is here. She's kids to get a touch on Drew. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sweat bee. <laughs> but it sounds like yeah, it was, it was a fun time, good. though. Yeah. Jillian, I didn't get a chance to watch. I was in Detroit. I was at a baseball game on Friday. No, but the Drew match was so good. And like he wrestled Sheamus and they're like best friends in real life. So, you know, they always put on a good show and they always just beat the hell out of each other. And they went like, yeah, it all, was very good. They went all over the arena, like up close for you. Yeah, I was like, hello. <laughs> I'm like that was the best money I ever spent. My, my goal is at some point for you to meet Drew. It just hasn't been able to work out yet. But at some point, you will get the opportunity to give Drew some hugs and whatnot. You and need I, to come to town for SummerSlam. If you like, come to town for SummerSlam, that that's probably our best chance. You guys the, might have to come here. The Radio Row. Yeah, well, right. I would like him to to sign my my book. Oh, your, yeah. your boobs, you said? Fuck. Oh, no. okay. I misunderstood. Like I would, I would never. No, I, I just want my book signed. That's more proper. That's what we're gonna try to do is get you here for SummerSlam because they do a radio row thing, where like on the Friday all the wrestlers are out there and you can interview them. My my ambition, my goal is to have you in town for that, and you just get to interview all these wrestlers. Oh, I could do that. I know you could. That's you why the best questions. Too. I mean, I mean, if, if Grandma can't be here, you'll be the next best thing for. It. Can you imagine Grandma <laughs> sitting there interviewing all these wrestlers? Yeah. So why you have to be dirty? <laughs> <laughs> Son, don't. Why'd you turn crooked? You know. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you hit Goldberg? He's older than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd break down Fox <laughs> News with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd, it'd be like. But I thought you were funny you said Fox News because, um, you know, um, John's mom passed away. And so his, his dad is staying with his sister in Texas. And he loves Fox News. But she got him this newspaper um, that's like a Fox News newspaper. And today it said, we do not report jokes. We just cover the government. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, oh, God. that's the thing is, uh, like, our audience, and we're on Twitch right now, and like your my audience would love you, I think they would love you because Don's a former cop, obviously, and Don's a bad mamma jamma. Like that's a dude you don't want to mess with. He's very smart. You really can't lie to him. No, like like I mean, he, he is he, like I, that's why I don't do it. I don't even attempt yeah. to. I just say yes, sir, no, <laughs> sir, and we move on. You know, I would like go by. You know, I would I would say that I was stuck in traffic and I would stop at stage <laughs> and. And I would go to get like, you know, now in all fairness, I did buy off the Clarence rack. He <laughs> go, where was you at? I'm like, I'm like, well, where was you? I said, well, I was stuck in traffic on the interstate. Um, I need to go out to your car for me. Then he'd open the trunk. <laughs> Don can well, tell. Because Don was a detective, right? Yeah, a homicide detective. So like, so he knows like his inclination is to question. So like lying yeah, to Don is a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm like the he can tell like yeah he's he knows don knows when you're full of shit that's why i'm completely honest every time we talk with don everything i say is the whole damn truth i ain't saying anything to don that's false and and every time he says something i say yes sir i agree with well, you and don's funny because tammy and i we both like our true crime we like our dateline and you guys text about and, wrestling all the time but don hates dateline and stuff right like, he hates all the true crime stuff. Did we lose her? Mom? Oh, we got to call mom back. She, keep in mind, she's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
She's um, in Slaughter, Louisiana. So we got to call mom back here. Hold on. But you'll see these cases and like some of them Don work. Like there's a couple in Baton Rouge and he's like, yeah, these shows, man. Hello. Oh, there you are, mom. Hello. Mom? Yeah. All right. So no, Don, so Jilly was saying Don does not like watching true crime shows. No, that, that is true because um, I would like to say, you know, Oh, and they did I wait. No, this is one I haven't seen this one before. You know, yeah. I go to bed so I can watch it peach. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching it, and, and he's like, Well, I did that for 31 years. I tell you my story, and you don't care. I said, There are no chance that I'm going to know these people. <laughs> <laughs> I said, And, and I, and he would, and, and you know, at first I used to t- think he told me the stories. Be, and over and over because he thought that I forgot or he didn't tell me. But then he realized that he told them to me because he just needed to tell them again and again and again. Because some of them are so horrific that, that you know, it's just unreal. Because well, I remember one. the last time he got woke up in the middle of the night before he retired, and that was horrible. Oh, What happened? Did someone, like, did someone get shot or something? Um, no, they were calling him because he was in charge. And... Um, so they had to they had to tell him what to do and well there was apparently um this girl she was walking naked through backyards with the infant a really newborn baby and um they were trying to figure out you know trying to find her she just kept walking and so finally they found her but she didn't have the baby and so they called him like at two thirty, and they're like well, she's, you know, we're trying to find the baby. She doesn't have the baby. And so, you know me, I'm like, well, you get out there and you find that baby, oh, you know? Yes. And he goes, he goes, Pam, your baby's dead. Oh. I'm like, you don't know that. He goes, trust me, that baby's dead. Yeah, Don doesn't and sugarcoat. He, Don, you can't, oh, oh, you can't God, sugarcoat. Because no. like, he was a detective and he was like the, the in charge. What was he, like the sergeant or something? I don't know how that he, worked. He was the commander for the a commander. long time. So he's a commander. Like, he ain't going to sugarcoat it because cops don't have time to sugarcoat stuff. No, and that's the problem. You know, no, don't get me political. But anyway, <laughs> um, he does, you know. But the thing was, so they had to pair up. And they searched the field where they thought was, and he was in the group that found the baby. And, you know, you think a, half, a quarter inch of water isn't a lot, but he said that she had put the baby in the ditch. Aww. And obviously, bless his heart. And I think that that was one of the hardest ones because it was the last one, you know. Aww. And so it sticks with you. Because this is me. I was like, well, get out there and find that baby. <laughs> and bring it to Emily. Or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Bring it home with you or something. What was, the other, like, what was the other case? There was one that, like, they did a 2020 about or something that Dawn was, like, on the lead for. It was, I think uh, it might have been... Um, Maybe Derek Pavri or yeah. something. I think that's who it was, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. He was the Baton Rouge serial killer. And, like, Don worked yeah, that he, case. Yeah, he did some a lot of stuff with that. And um, But it's like, it's, it's sometimes it's funny, though, because I'll catch myself, you know, when, like, we'll be I'll be riding with Emily or something, and we'll be, you know, going down a road or something. And I, and I won't use names or nothing, but I'll be like, that's where such and such was found in the subject tank. <laughs> you know, and you know, I would just go into matter of fact because I know, like fun you know, fact. I've yeah. heard it. Hey, little known fact there, like, Emily. There was a dead baby found right there. Don found it and everything. Uh, and it's like I can't imagine. And you know, and that's something he has said. And I think this is something that does hold true. Is that you know, back then, if you showed emotion when he started, 
you were you were made fun of, you know. You just and you know, and I really think that they should give consider a lot a lot of counseling because they tell you how to carry a gun, they tell you how to shoot it, they tell you, but they don't tell you how to retire and let go. Sure. No. I, and Don, how long has Don been retired now? Um, about eight years or so. And you guys have known each other since when? Like 2010, eight, uh, nine, 10? Well, it's the very beginning of 11. Okay. So he's been, if we were married like a year and a half or so. And in that time, I know he got like four or five calls in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. You know, so. Speaking so of guns, you know, but- I, I finished my gun shooting bit yesterday. Jilly told me that you do not want me to own a gun. No, that would be not good, you know. And why is that? Why do you think that is, just out of curiosity? Because I, I just think, you know, if you have a beer or so, and, <laughs> and it doesn't seem as bad when you have it if you're, if you, you know. Okay. Now, Josh you have get to mad be if he loses a bet. Yeah. At the the wall or I'll be like Elvis. Yeah. I'll grab a gun and just shoot the TV in disgust. Yeah, shoot the TV because, because the same ran the wrong way or something. Yeah. I'd be just like Elvis. 100%. That's what I would be like. I agree. And, but I did, but, uh, to be fair though, I did win the shooting competition yesterday. Ooh. And And the prize was, was prize? The, the winner got a Glock. And I was like, listen, I'm oh, not going to keep, I'm not going to keep, my mom said I can't have a gun. <laughs> my mom so said I can't. I literally yeah, told them that. Right. I said, my mom said I can't have a gun, so have give a, it to the other guy. Well, and they did. <laughs> well, see, Don had one of those. That was, well, you know, of course, obviously, he, he has a lot because, you know, you get to keep certain ones. Of course, and they're locked up safely, totally safely, except for one that he carries. But he had a Glock. And that thing had a light on it. I'm like, ooh, you can just find anybody. Oh, I, had, I got to shoot one of those when I was training, and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and they're, they're pretty easy to pull, they say. You know what's interesting about this? And, like, because I had never shot a gun before this, and honestly, I just don't have any interest to it. It's not what I'm into. But, like, you see guns in movies, and you see how easy people are with them and how easy they make it look to shoot. When you it's shoot not. one of these things, they are like a hand cannon. They really are. Oh, I know. That's what they say because you know they have to. You know, when Don was in there, he had to. They have to qualify every year with a rifle, a handgun, and certain things, and you have to score really high. He was like, not bragging, but he was like top marks. But, um, <laughs> but you know, he's very. But he analyzes things, you know, and is like. Have you shot? Like, a, have you shot a gun yet? Uh, uh-uh, I don't want to. Shoot no, no, and I'm not I mean, really interested either. But. There's a couple of them that he has that I find really fascinating because, you know, I know the man who built them. And, I mean, and it's pretty amazing to just look at them. Like when Don was gone to England, you know, he said, now I'm leaving my gun right here. He put it on the nightstand. It's like, I'm like, oh, God. Nobody Wait a second. Cares. So when he, so, so for the, obviously the people don't know this. So Don, my stepdad, his uh, daughter lives in England. So Don just flew over there to visit because I think they just had a kid, right? Is that Does that sound right? Well, yeah, they have two um, kids. One, they're not too young, but he wanted to, you know, he's never been over there when it's supposedly their summer over there. He's always been in the winter and it's, you know, super drizzling cold. So he wanted to go when you could kind of wear a T-shirt or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So so he's been over there, and he told you, hey, the gun is right here. If anybody comes yeah. into the house, then, like, just yeah, plug like, them. And I guarantee you were nervous as hell with that gun there. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, please, nobody come in. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, if this at night, I, I thought I'm going to have to teach the dogs outside how to unlock their kennels. 
<laughs> well, it helps though that you, know, you got you got two German shepherds out there, right? Are they oh, German yeah, shepherds? Nobody, yeah. I mean, the poor Amazon people just throw our packages over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, you, know you, you guys live in the middle of nowhere. Like, I think that's yeah, fair to it's say. True. So, I'm yeah, Amazon can find you. I'll tell you what, Amazon can do anything. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not trying to be mean about FedEx. Please don't think that. But I lost a $50 order of my bath and body work as a semi-annual sale, which is a lot of bath and body oh, work. I bought some of that, too. And, <laughs> and, see, and that's like, and I'm like, I, but the bad part was, usually I don't use my own money to pay for it. <laughs> and, and this time, I'm like, I paid for this myself. And that's why I told the lady on the phone. I'm like, you don't think you can find my bath and body work? <laughs> I, don't I mean, so. but you guys are out there. I well, mean, that's like why we, when we send you stuff, we just send it to Emily. Yeah, like we sent those shirts because I got my mom a Drew McIntyre. For those of you listening, got my mom a Drew McIntyre shirt and my sister a Ronda Rousey shirt to wear to the wrestling on Friday. And I'm like, I just got to send it to Emily because, like, you guys have a PO box, right? Yeah, yeah. and see, that's the thing. You can't sometimes, you know, some stuff they won't send. To have been Amazon got on to me because, you know, I had so much trouble with it. And the, the nice lady at the post office, I talked to her all the time. And this is like in the middle of Podunk. So she's like, put the address of the post office on here. And then just somewhere under it, put your post office box number. And, of course, the one time I do that, they tried to deliver it to the post office. And she's at lunch. Oh no. oh no! And she's like, "Ma'am, we're really not supposed to take that type of material." To the, I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I misunderstood." And, and I just like, my your like, body works. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "They're gonna throw me off at Amazon now." It's like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, "This is gonna be bad." You know? And I actually, I hate to say this, but what I said. I told my husband not to do that. Oh, yeah, you've got to blame the husband, of course. (laughs) So some of the people who are just joining the chat, uh, we're on Twitch right now. My mom is on with us. She went to the wrestling match on Friday with my sister. You've got to come for SummerSlam. Like, Emily's always saying she wants to come visit Nashville. I think you guys should both just drive down here, like, the week of SummerSlam. Hopefully we can do, like, the Radio Row thing. And you can interview. Well, they don't the need anybody else to find there. I can do the radio road thing. Yeah, no, you would be great. You would crush it. I'd be like, first time you drew the first hour, somebody the second hour, drew the third hour. Didn't you, <laughs> didn't you tell Drew that, Josh? Like, hey, I think my mom should come and do the interviews. And you thought it was a great he idea. He did. So actually, here's what happened. So I was talking to Drew that time that we tried to get you on the FaceTime. And I said, I want to do a bit where I bring my mom to uh, the, the radio row for SummerSlam and just have her interview all these wrestlers. And he goes, Josh, that's a good, he's like, that's a good idea. Josh, I should bring my mom. Like, he's going to, he's like, I'll tell the WWE, we'll just bring everybody's moms to interview people. I'm like, see, it's a good <laughs> idea. And my mom yeah, would oh, rule. I would yeah, I think that I would like to, um, like, talk to Charlotte Flair. You know, now, nobody talks to Drew, let me say that. But <laughs> she would be so, someone that would be, you know, I think she would be fast. And I, I can't believe she wasn't in Baton Rouge. I understand getting married and having a honeymoon. But two weeks is a little excessive. Yeah, she did just get married. <laughs> she did just get married. I know. So I was kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt. To Andrade, and he's know. hot. He's hot. Yeah, he is very handsome. Do you like he's not uh, handsome as Drew, but he's handsome. Do you like Becky Lynch? No. Why do you not I mean, like she, Becky Lynch? And well, she's a 
it's not one of my favorites. She's very pretty, but I just, you know, I just, it's not, I don't like her. She's just not my top 10. Ah, so you know, you, I, I have who, my preferences. So who are your, so do you like the uh, Lacey Evans? Do you like her? Much better than I did when she was there the first time. Emily said she was hot. She did. They really changed her higher up. Yeah, I don't think, Josh, I don't think you've seen the new I didn't, because when I saw her, she was kind of like 1950s kind of pinup look. Oh, no, they did a 1950 her. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, <laughs> no, she did look very pretty. But you do like, you like Charlotte Flair. Oh, yes, I do. Why? And She's I, so bitchy. I love Bianca Belair. Let me tell you. I, I like gonna, Bianca. I'm going to praise this for her, because what y'all didn't see, there was another match. I don't know if y'all saw it, but if it went on, but it was after the nine o'clock thing. It was Bianca and Asuka. Oh, Asuka's one of my favorites. I like her I know, a lot. I know. I got a good picture of her. And that was the best match. I mean, they, there was total respect. And they and both of them, after the match, they went around that auditorium. And all the little kids. And it was so, it was just so nice how they did. I, mean, uh, I, I just uh, thought they were classy. I think, I think Bianca is great. I think she's, like, just fun. I think she's, like, genuine. Like, she just seems like the nicest girl. She did seem that way on there, too. I mean, I just, you know, it was just nice. She just took her time, and, and she was, like, all the time. And Emily is trying to get up there, but there was this one chick that really wanted to meet her and touch her. And so, I mean, I said, Emily, you might want to stay away from her. <laughs> I said, but here's the, I mean, this is good. But here's the thing, Mom. When me and Grandma used to watch wrestling... Uh, you would just make fun of us all the time. Like me and grandma, you you would make fun of it and you'd say, you guys are so stupid and this is so <laughs> dumb. And now fast forward to now, your, your grandma is who you are. You've evolved into grandma. So have you. <laughs> no, no. My wife has evolved into grandma. I still make fun of you guys. I watch it because she makes me watch Here, it. This is Lacey now. I, oh, wow. Let me see this Lacey Evans. Oh, yeah. What? She looks really good. I like that I'm look. Yeah, yeah, I like she, that Her look. baby ain't that old. Yeah, she just had a baby not that long ago. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. I, I, I like how they've got her now because the other one, I mean, it was nice, but I mean, I think this just is more now or something than, than she, you know, was. And that's something about Bianca. I love her out. Yeah. So, and Josh is happy that Alexa is back. Of course, you know, he loves Alexa. Oh, I love Alexa, the crazy little thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's so cute. Josh Josh wants the Alexa and Liv Morgan tag team to happen. Oh, Josh. Well, I mean, but they look good. Um, so, uh, Don's still praying for Lana to come back. Well, Don's going to have to keep wishing because I don't think Lana's coming back. Don loved Lana and the Iconics. Uh, Oh, yeah. Now, the Iconics, they were fun. They were fun. I liked but, them too, but Don loved them. <laughs> oh yes, he did. He did. He did. So while we got, <laughs> well, while we got you here, Mom, because people are watching and they're. So when I broke my my ankle, that was in like 1996, right? Something no, like it was that. 97. It was in 1997 when I broke my ankle, right? Uh-huh. And all I remember about this is you is you said, "Listen, Josh, don't you ride that four wheeler? You don't know how to do that." <laughs> And but I said, lied. And I, and I lied, and I told everybody that I knew how to ride a four-wheeler. And then before you know it, I ran over my own ankle on a four-wheeler and broke the And almost plate. Emily, too. I almost killed my sister on this thing. Oh, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, I almost ran her over. I had no <gasps> yeah, idea what I was, I was doing. And, and, so, and then we first thought, we were like, yeah, maybe it's just a sprain. I got up, tried to walk on it. 
and it was like destroyed. So, but I didn't realize that I flew in. Did I fly in a helicopter? No, they couldn't get it there. You had to go in a regular ground ambulance. So I went in an ambulance from where, from where to where? From Kennett, Missouri to St. Louis, Missouri. Which is about what? Like a three hour drive, four hour four, drive? Four, four hour oh probably. My God. So, and did you follow like in a car? Yeah, I went and got the stuff I needed and then I got there, you know. So why? See, I didn't know that. Like I don't remember any of that. That's well, wild. that's because they gave you drugs. Well, that was a good move on their part. So I was out yeah, then was. for for four hours. The only thing I remember about anything is how dreadful it was to be on crutches and have because my I had a cast that was bent at the knee for months, and then they had to take the pins out of my ankle, and yeah. uh, and that was it was pretty awful cool to watch though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm great that it was cool to watch, but I remember being just scared out of my mind to get these things removed from my uh, ankle. Well, you were only ten. Yeah, and the thing is, now, and now I never thought anything of it. They were like, "Well, you know, you broke your growth plate." Never thought anything of it. Now, as I get older, I notice that my foot, one foot, is smaller than the other. So, like, one my left foot, I wear a size fourteen, and in reality, I could probably wear a thirteen in my right foot that was broken easily. Yeah, well, that's that's not uncommon. I mean, but they did a very good job. I mean, they were they were very good there. And, I remember the little boy that was in the room with you. I felt so bad for him. He had been burned. And oh, and they would come in there and they would, you know, try to turn him and stuff. How long was I in um, there? About three days. And then you just drive me home to, at the time we lived in Arkansas. You don't remember Arkansas. any of that? Like, you remember yeah. being in the hospital? Not really, no. Really? Mm, huh? No. I was probably well, drugged was, up for most of it. Yeah, it was, but it was a really kind of scary thing because you, you didn't know. I mean, but it was. You know what I remember? What I remember talking to Dad on the phone once because yeah. he was because he wasn't there. Obviously, did he even no. know what happened? How, wait, how did Dad find that oh, out, Mom? I don't know. I think I told him, and then I got that whole whole thing about that. What do you think? They do not know what country is, and you take them out there to nowhere. And <laughs> 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 it's like the time that I never forget Emily asking him to buy her a pig. For FFA. A, pi- a pig, you said, for FFA. Yeah, 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 she raised a pig each year, ninth through 12th grade, for FFA. And the first year, her, her pig went to state fair, you know? And, and he, the whole time, was like, why does she want a pig? What what does she do there? <laughs> I said, I said, well, if it makes you feel any better, she walks it wearing her cheerleading outfit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm like, I was like, you know, he's like, I said, not everybody lives like you, you know, I said, everybody has different lives, you know? Sure. I'm like, and I'm like, you know, just, just let it be. You know, he's, but you would expect me to pay for that pig. I'm like, well, somebody's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was the first, the I'm rattling on, but whenever I, she was down at your desk, so when they got the pigs, I had to go pick her pig out. <laughs> How did you determine so, which pig to pick out? Well, I was sitting there, you know, her friends were there. I knew some of her friends because, you know, they were at our house all the time. And I was like, um, well, hmm, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so how do FFA pigs work? Do they eventually become like bacon and ham and stuff? Yeah, don't say that. So Aww. I did not realize that. <laughs> because whenever they t- were taking them away, I said, so Where's the farm at they go to and stuff? The farm. Oh, oh no. no. And then they, they don't go to a farm. 
Like, what? Where do they go? A spa? <laughs> <laughs> And he says she also raised pigs for FFA. So she oh, one of our friends too. raised pigs. Mm-hmm. And then, so I guess at the and, end, they take them and they slaughter the yes. pigs. Aww. And after that, each FFA banquet, I would never eat the food. <laughs> yeah, but they served because, them. Oh, no. I was like, I bet you that. I, I could think of like the exact TV. <laughs> but you guys like bacon and you like pork yes, steaks. But yeah, but I don't like my own i don't like to know it personally i don't like to be on a first name did the pig have a name what was that pig's name the first one was kiwi oh no you ate kiwi yeah that was him he was the best one and then there was lily and oh what was the other two i can't remember the other two i don't remember lily because i had to deal with and you know like i said emily wasn't there so i picked this pig out and i'm listening to this instructor who who I, I mean, at that point, I wasn't old enough to be his mom, but close. And, I'm like, uh, uh, and all the girls did FFA. Once I saw him, I realized why they did it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I'm saying, I'm like, explain it to me. And I'm like, uh huh. He goes, but you need to come down here so it can get familiar with you, so it'll know you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so for three days, I go down there and I talk to it and how it knew it. Like, well, Emily will be back in a month or so. And, you know, some of And so I keep going down there. And a lot of them look just alike, okay? But I, I have, I knew what city he was in. So I go here and um, I get this call while I'm at work. And, and it's, it's the little cute little instructor. And he goes, um, I've been meaning to call you. I'm going to uh, be going to another pig auction. And I'm going to get Emily another pig. And I'm like, well, why? Well, Pee Wee died like, you know, the night after. Oh, like, no. You know, I'm like, so who was I talking to? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and so I call Emily's friend, Casey. I'm like, Casey, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> we thought you would cry. <laughs> and so I was talking to this pig under the pretense that I thought it was Pee Wee because a lot of them, in all fairness, look alike. Yeah, they're pigs. Of course they all look alike. Well, no, they all have different coloring. Some of them. This was a typical black and white pig. And he was cute, you know, and they were all cute. So I'm talking. And I mean, I even cleaned that pig's cage. Everything, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm something. And then after all this, and I get a new pig. And it's like, then you're like, Mom, you know, Casey's pig is right next to your pig. And then such and such is right next to yours. Really? Oh no! So here I am. I might as well just cleaned all of them. Oh no! But it was good. He he was good. He he did really, really well. Uh, How do you determine how you do well? Like what determines that? Well, you go to the state fair. You go to like he won the competition locally. Then he won it at the county fair. So if you win at the county fair, you get to go to the state fair. And now he didn't place well enough to like if you place in like the top ten or something. People will buy them uh-huh. to breed them, you know. And how do they and, determine what makes a pig breedable? Well, you, you it's kind of like a dog show, I guess. You know, you feel their muscle mass. You, you feel their, um, you know, just make sure. <laughs> they did this thing one time. It, it, it had, each FFA person had to judge 
something. And Emily got horticulture, which she had to judge trees, I think is what that is, or something. You know, what she know about trees? But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, she had to do what she had to do. And so the last people to get on the bus, they were held up by the people um, that were, what can you say on here? Can you say, like, certain words or I mean, you can kind of words? I mean, you can say anything you want. I mean, nothing, I mean, whatever you want to say. It's, well, I don't want it to sound you know, nasty or something. But um, he, she get, they get on the bus and, and they're asking, well, what did you say? And so, well, we had to judge the pigs. And and, and somehow it had, they said something about, like, and this, it was, it came, this pig had a firm vulva. I'm like, like and a vulva? Vol- wait, wait, oh, they had a what? Yeah. Because I guess they judge on that for a female pig. I guess, you know. Yeah, but but what was it? It had a what? Vulva. It had a vulva. But do, do all pigs have a vulva? Well, female pigs. <laughs> I know. Jilly just went to the bathroom. Now she came back in. She hears, what pig are we hearing vulvas? about pig vulvas? Like, what the hell? Like, so how did they, is that like a good thing if a pig has like a vulva? Well, I guess, no, I guess it was something to do with judging them. And anyways, I guess Emily didn't really get the whole thing. And she goes, isn't that a car? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. No, it's not a Volvo. <laughs> so it, it, that was a very learning experience, I'm telling you. It sounds was, like it. Yeah, totally. But, it, but Emily is pretty smart, though. She managed to not have to shave her own pigs or anything. She always has some more to do it. Let's see. That's <laughs> good. That's smart. a very smart thing to do. Emily is very bright. She's very entrepreneurial, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> no, but it was it was really fun. We had a really, I mean, I love those pigs. I mean, you get attached to them, and then you see them. Oh, I can't even talk about it when we're driving them away. <laughs> oh, okay, no. It was like it was yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, they were pretty. <laughs> well, everybody, that's uh, that's my mom, Tammy. Mom, we'll have to talk with you again on here at some no, point. People love work, you. We have to work on getting you here for Radio Row for SummerSlam. We yep, need to work totally. on the details of battle. This has what, to when happen. is that? Well, SummerSlam is July 30th, so that would be what, like oh, the... It gives me time. Yeah, because yeah, I have to go to Mike's wedding. You know, Mike is my nephew. I we got, did wedding. I tell you that we got an invite to yeah. that wedding randomly? Yeah, because what was going to happen, she intended to send it all on my invitation if y'all did want to come, but somehow she made y'all a separate one. I said, I'll just send it to You were very confused, Josh. I was like, I haven't talked to him in like 10 years, 15 years. But he, you know, he's such a good, he's such a good guy. He is. You know, and his mom and dad, you know, have both passed away. Yeah. And I never thought he'd get married, kind of like you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you thought that. But he, yeah, yeah. but he made it further than you did. He sure did, didn't he? Here I am being married now for damn near, yeah, what, three we years? Even, we didn't even have, a, like, a ceremony. Although, to be fair, that was due to being fired and the Rona. That was a double whammy. Yeah, we were going to have so, an actual wedding, then we didn't. Then we got I'm married still, in Vegas. I would still like to have, like, a five-year, like, everybody get together. Yeah, vow renewal. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Well, yeah, you got to have a party somewhere. Yes, know, yes, right? yes, yes. Well, yes, yeah, so I figure I'm probably going to, you know, try to go to that because, you know, that'll be fun. You know, I, I'm really proud for him. That's good. And, yeah, and well, since Joanne, you know, passed away, my sister, you know, it makes it, you know, somebody should be there. I agree. <laughs> so that's good. So, and hopefully we can get you here for SummerSlam. We got to talk to Yeah, Bono. I was trying to figure out because that's his wedding's on the 16th. Oh, so you'll that's be good. Still, that's you'll a couple good. weeks yeah. after. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'll just start working on my questions. They go work on all your. Just pick all the wrestlers and all the questions you're gonna ask them. Absolutely. 
All right, Mom. Mom. Uh, All right. I, I love you, Mom. I'll see you, you later. Bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Right, bye. That's my mom. Did God, enjoy she my is mom? the best. All right, before we uh, we continue with the Twitch party, who do I need to tell them about? Oh, we need to tell them about Craftology by Christy. Craft, I haven't heard back from Christy in a while about the Love Your Life, Live, uh, <laughs> Live Your Life, Love Your Dog, Drink a Beer shirt. Uh, but what is the name of her? It's a Craftology by Christy, and you can check her out on Instagram. You can check her out in her Etsy store, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got some really cool stuff there that I think you guys should check out because she's very creative. She's very uh, awesome. Lots of shirts. They have dog bandanas. <laughs> lots of cool stuff. So if I were you, I would check that out. Uh, that is at uh, at uh, her Etsy store, and check her out on uh, Instagram. She, of course, wife of Richard Metro. Richard Ready Mix. Of, of Metro Ready Mix, who's one of our favorite people. We love him. And he's been with us for a long time. We truly do love him. He's great. So uh, we would urge you guys uh, to check out Craftology by Christy. She's got great shirts, great you know apparel there, a lot of Texas-themed stuff. So check it out, Craftology by Christy. And uh, fo- if nothing else, follow them on Instagram. Yes, I urge you to do that. C-H- follow them. C-H-R-I-S-T-Y. Craftology by Christy. They are awesome. We love them. We thank them. Uh, they are great. So there you go. Now we will say goodbye to the podcast and audience. Now... now it gets lit. We love you guys on the podcast. We'll see you later.